one, the podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Spooky season, kiddies. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast, the podcast where we dive into the dark corners of cinema. I'm your ghost host, Boozer, your guide through the haunting landscapes of film. Joining me on this chilling jury as journey, as always, is my partner in crime, Seth. A spooky howdy, y'all. Today we're brewing up a cauldron full of excitement as we conjure up our thoughts and incantations about the beloved Halloween classic, Hocus Pocus. With cackles and chills in the air, our microphones are all set to dissect and discuss this iconic film. But before we get into that, <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had this conversation. What have you been watching? What do you want to see? What you don't want to see? Um, well, in that short time, I happen <laughs> to remember seeing Train Spotting, which, I mean, if you haven't seen that one by now, you really need to freaking take some time at her day and see Train Spotting. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few Danny Boyle movies worth fucking watching. Yeah, it's got uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, it's funny because he goes from train spotting to, I believe, Star Wars was after this film. Oh, yeah. um, so he goes from being like a crazy heroin addict to freaking Obi Wan Kenobi, though. It's pretty. He goes cool. from a junkie to a Disney property. From a junkie <laughs> to a Jedi. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you are owned by Disney, you're pretty much a junkie. Um, so it's, yeah, it kind of went full fir- full circle. Um, <laughs> so you yes. never tell them why they have so many metachlorians. <laughs> <laughs> They're tingling. When I woke up this morning, I could really feel my metachlorians in my lightsaber. I felt it was at. That wasn't your lightsaber. <laughs> I, to- I took the blue pill. Um, all right, and then <clears throat> that was just a watch with the child because I think we watched Hereditary and then we also watched Train Spotting. We each got to pick one. Um, and then she took off, and then I started watching. I was like, let's get festive. So I will I will give Hulu credit that their Huluween has some shit in it. I've heard right? it's been pretty fucking good. It's got full se- like full fucking sets of films. Yeah, I've heard it's um, really good this year. So I was like, let's see what they got. So I jumped in, and I was so fucking happy because they have all the leprechauns. <laughs> they have all the critters. They've got all the Chucky or the uh, um, Child's Plays, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of other shit, too. So I went ahead and I was like, all right. So I checked out Chucky, the original one, um, which I'd seen before, but it had been a while. Yeah. Loved it. Right? Still holds up. Oh, fuck it. Still great. His voice, man. Brad Doris <laughs> will always be fucking Chucky. His He's voice l- is so fucking iconic. Yeah, there's nothing better than that. He's like a mix of, um, 
the lead singer of ACDC. What is it, Scott Bonham? Was that his name? Bon Scott. Bon Scott. So and just like Brian Johnson. Um, and um, Sam Kinison. <laughs> <laughs> kind of okay. I can I can I can actually get behind that. I can get behind the way that, that he looked and the way his voice yeah. kind of was. Um, yeah, great film. And then I went. I jumped to Leprechaun. I love that fucking movie. Never seen it before. Okay. Finally happy I got to see it. Um, okay, okay, okay. All right. We will discuss the movie probably around St. Patty's Day. <laughs> what do you think? Of how to stop him just by throwing shoes. Because <laughs> if there's a dirty shoe, he has to clean it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe technically some of those older lores like that. I think oh, I think one, it's a real fucking thing. There is, because there's one with vampires where if you throw, I want to say it's like buttons, like coat buttons or something like that, or there's some kind of object. Um, if you throw them out on the ground, they have to count them. It's, right? Yeah, it's buttons. Yeah, it's and that's an old school one, mm-hmm. too. That's not one of those. Yeah. You know, that they practice. Um, but the leprechaun was... And, I don't know, it's just... It was wonderful. It, The dude that plays the leprechaun... That is fucking Wicket. From Return of the Jedi. And played Willow. That dude. Yeah. It's Warwick Davis. Man. <laughs> I tip my hat. Yeah, he's That's fucking amazing in he, that movie. Yeah, I think out of everything that I've seen him do, I was way more impressed with him in this than anything yeah. else, man. Yeah. And it's like an awful, well, it's just, it's a it's a It's a schlocky beat, like, it, I don't Campy even. as Christ. It might have went to theaters for a very short amount of time, but I okay. remember when it came out on VHS, and like, it was always gone. Was it 84? Oh, uh, 93, 94. Okay, I was 10 years off. It was... It might have been 90. It was before Friends. Oh, no, because Aniston, It was quite a few... Right? Yeah, it was so bef- a couple early of years 90s. before Friends. Yeah, early yeah. 90s. Um, so for that one, I definitely recommend. That one is just... I thought it was... The reason I never saw it is because I thought it was going to be scary. Right uh, when I was a little kid, I was like, "Oh no, dude! Look at the look! Look at the cover! He's a fucking yeah. creepy ass looking leprechaun!" And you're like, "Dude, this dude's gonna eat faces." Okay, so there's some scary elements to the movie. Okay, but it's what you and I love from schlocky B flicks. It's they're funny, right? They're f- like you. The first two are probably the most serious. When you hit the third one and they go to Vegas, that's when it just goes off the fucking rails. Does, the fourth one, they go to fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm down. I'm Leprechaun 5, they go to the hood. Yeah, I want to see Six, them in the hood. they're back in the hood. Tight, because they like the hood so much the first Stay time. Stay away from Leprechaun Origins. That was a WWE-produced film. Tight. That has nothing to do with the franchise. Then they made another one a couple years back, Leprechaun Returns. Okay. But it's no longer Warwick Davis playing the Leprechaun. So he played it through all of those he films? He played uh, through six movies. I want to see all six of those then because he he is so awesome, man. Oh, he's amazing <laughs> as that character. I can't wait to see more. He's amazing to, as that character. Uh, well, cool thing is it's, hollow, it's October for a minute, so I'm going to have some time. I'll binge them. I'll binge all the Leprechauns in a row just to fucking crank them. Because um, and then after the, after I watched Leprechaun again, I do strongly recommend. Um, and then I sat down, I watched uh, Critters, <laughs> the first one. Those are that's a fun series. That's um, a really fun series, dude. I don't 
as a kid. I, I remember I don't remember watching any of that shit, dude. Because I remember, I remember seeing the VHS covers. I remember seeing the VHS covers. Yes. And I had to fucking rent them. Dude, they were <laughs> gnarly, bro. Yeah, those were enticing. Yeah. Yeah, they were like porcupines with all mouths mm-hmm. that are from space. But you only watched <laughs> the first one? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Again, because I was just kind of doing all the first. Yeah. So when you get to the second one, that was written and directed by the guy who ironically wrote the screenplay for the film we're just about ready to talk about. Are you serious? That's a fucking heart attack. Mick what? Garris. <laughs> the guy who wrote Hocus Pocus was the creator of Showtime's TV series, The Masters of Horror. When me and my brother saw him at the International Horror and Sci-Fi Film Festival, the first clip when they were showed they put their reel up to introduce the person that's going to be talking the very first clip is from hocus pocus okay and what was funny is there was like they had issues with the audio so it was just playing the video and there was no audio (laughs) and mick garris is in the back of the theater for those of you who didn't know i got my start in silent film (laughs) uh okay you know what though (laughs) to be fair this is how i see it if a I was in the film industry, and B, I was in the horror industry, and I wanted just to kind of do something that I feel like is necessary in the horror community, and that's like if that's that's do a Disney film, right? What yeah. better way to pay homage to the dark forces of evil than do a fucking Disney yeah. film? And especially if they're like, hey, you do horror films and shit like that. We're doing a film about witches. We know you know about witches. And we'll dive more into some of the crap that Mick yeah, has done. When I we forgot get we're still the, only in the beginning right when now. When we get into the meat and potatoes I forgot of this, my bad. Yeah, no, we're, no, doing, you're good. we're doing movies. It, 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 it's just ironic that you bring up Critters. I'm like, oh, okay, I can yeah. I can segue Mick yeah, into, that, into this part. And I, I liked Critters, man. I forgot, oh, Critters is fucking amazing. I forgot about the, the hunters, the dudes that come with the, the bounty guns. Hunters. Yeah. I forgot about that. I don't remember any of that shit, dude. I just remember the Easter Bunny getting eaten. That's like the only thing I remember as a kid. That's I literally watch Critters every fucking Easter. Because <laughs> yeah. I consider it an Easter movie. <laughs> <laughs> well played. I respect that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> then, and then for those of you who haven't seen Critters, it's not scary. Um, it's just it's it's it, it, just, it's, it's good. 80 80 f- 85, 86? I, eighty six sounds correct. Honest, uh, oof, yeah, maybe five, but I think six is right. Um, it's definitely in that mid eighties era. Yeah, I could because be I want to say ninety three is when Critters three came out, and that was the movie that gave us the fucking introduction to Leonardo DiCaprio. His first film was Critters 3? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So it feels like horror films Everybody was, gets their start in horror. It was the easiest horror. way because <laughs> yeah. it's horror and they're yep. not expecting much. Yeah. Um, what did we say? Critters? Yep. 86. I knew yep. it. <clears throat> yeah, dude, their covers were the tightest. And I also forgot how they turn into the gigantic one, the Mega Beast one. Oh, yeah, at how, the very end. How it gets all huge. Yeah. <laughs> or just how that one just continues to grow. Like, I... Or I don't know. Wait to the uh, the second one where they start forming like a big ass fucking snowball. Yeah, I remember that one. And it's just all mouths and teeth yeah. and it's just chomping through things. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that was. It's I just that. good fucking 80s sci fi creature features. Yeah, 100%. And they. A couple years ago, they did make a new one. And 
at least they went old school, like the practical puppets and shit like that. They didn't try going CG. It's by no means a good fucking movie or the TV show that they did as well. Because they did make a Critters TV show that ran for about a 10 episodes. A new binge? Yes. Critters, a new binge, official trailer on Shudder. And then Critters... Um, Kill Count? Critters Attack. Oh, 86. Oh, Critters. Critters Attack is the one I'm thinking of. It was uh, the first movie back. Okay. It's by no means a good movie. <laughs> um, but it's it falls in with what you love from fucking Critters. It's just a fun fucking time. <laughs> And I love films like that. I love films that bring me back to the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, so you're right. Yeah, so, all right, Critters, 86, Critters 2, the main course, Mm -hmm. nice, 88, Uh, Critters 3, uh, 1991. Okay, it was 91. Critters 4, uh, October uh, 1992, Critters Attack, July 23rd, 2019, and then television, it's called Critters, A New Binge. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it so far for anything with Critters. And like I said, after almost 20-year hiatus between any Critters project, you can't really be expecting much. But it, I, I, think it, I think it holds up with the original. I think it holds water with it. Okay, I want to scope it. <laughs> Just because why not? I mean, you got to see them all. If you're gonna oh, come yeah, in. like I said, that that's what's fun about the horror genre. You have films like that. You We talked about The Leprechaun. Again, another film that was almost 20 years removed before it made its another sequel. Yeah. Like, because but people I want to say up through Leprechaun 6 Back to the Hood, I want to say that one might have been the latest. 2001 is when that movie came out. 2001, 2002. Jesus. So there was, from early 90s to early 2000s, Leprechaun took up a lot of fucking real estate in the horror market. And I want to say, in that time span, it gained a following. Oh, fuck yeah. You throw up a Leprechaun film, people are going to go see it. I remember the first time I saw Leprechaun 4 in space. I was walking through fucking Fry's back when you could rent videotapes inside of Fry's. That's right, dude. Yes. Yeah, and video games, technically, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. NES. And they had the fucking, like, the clamshells that you had to squeeze the side and the tape would fall out the bottom. Yep. Took that bitch home, watched the fuck out of it yeah. for the two days that we had the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Watching it again, I have to. We have it for a little bit of time. I gotta watch it again. Yeah, I, I watched mean, it so many minutes. goddamn times. Um, but mm. yeah, those movies are fun. Did you see any uh, trailers? Um... Ooh, uh, not lately, honestly. Um, I haven't scoped trailers, or even really read on too much news, mm-hmm. um, movie news. I do have because we're talking about spooky season. There is a future in the Halloween franchise. There oh. was a bidding war going on because Bloomhouse their three picture contract was up, so there was a bidding war. For Halloween. Miramax has officially got the rights and controlling interest in the Halloween franchise now. And they are already talking about proceeding with more cinematic features. They have nothing to do with what David Gordon Green just did. 
but they're also bringing wanting to bring it to television in a TV show. Okay, I think on sci-fi or Shutter. Okay, I'm content with that, bro. Yeah, I. But how really much more curious. can you do, right? That's the that's the wonderful thing with horror. <laughs> okay, you can write anything. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's going to be good. <laughs> Halloween H two O, they cut the motherfucker's head off. When I heard Halloween Return to Haddonfield, which eventually came Halloween Resurrection, I'm like, okay, let's see how they're going to fucking do this shit. Mm -hmm. And they retcon the fuck about how they, oh, we cut the wrong person's head off. Whoops. It was (laughs) not him. Yeah. (laughs) So they retcon the, you can retcon anything in a horror fucking genre. (laughs) Yeah, because it's the script, right? The script is what writes the the truth Um, until you retcon it. So... We're supposed to, within the next three to six months, hear something, but they're wanting a Halloween product next year in Halloween season. Okay. They're wanting to put something up. Yes. So I'm kind of looking. It can't be worse than Halloween ends. So. <laughs> Unless, well, as long as they don't rush it. You mean just like a trailer? They want to yeah, have a trailer out? Yeah, they okay. want to have something to put have, out there. Okay. Um, what else was I reading? This says that there's an untitled Leprechaun reboot to be announced. Oh, they're actually rebooting it? Yeah. <laughs> but that, but again, this is, this is Philippe Vargas, Mike Van Ways is the screenwriter, and the producers Roy Lee and Mary Yoon, but who knows if that's true or not. It's Wikipedia, I guess. I've watched a lot of fucking trailers, but they've all bled together. I keep watching the fucking, we talked about it on the previous podcast, um, keep watching the trailers for Five Nights at Freddy's. Because you're pumped about that one? I really hope it's good. I really hope it's good. Okay, <laughs> Napoleon? I That was an interest, interesting trailer. Okay. I think Joaquin Phoenix is good casting for the character. You just think the story's going to suck? I think it's going to be kind of like the movie I saw yesterday. It's going to be extremely fucking slow. Yeah. Well, and because and it's, it's a Ridley Scott movie, it's too. It's drama. It's Ridley Scott. Oh, I can tell. Look at it. I'm looking at how it's filmed right now. It's all got his mm-hmm. Ridley tint. <clears throat> I mean, Joaquin's tight. I mean, he's he's. A, I love that man, and I will watch it. But, yeah, I bet you it's going to be long. Because right now what it's showing is, like, action scenes and whatnot, but that's going to take a year and a day to get to, I bet. <laughs> um, okay. Wonka? I'm not thrilled about that. Do we need another Wonka film? I don't want another Wonka film. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) Gene Wilder already did it right. Yeah. And then Johnny Depp fucked it up. And then doing it this way, making it all steampunky, is like, okay, fine, whatever. I don't know. I get a steampunk vibe. Um, Obviously, there's some comedy. Oh, so did I. First time um, I saw the trailer, I'm like, this is not fucking Willy Wonka. Oh, cool. And the Oompa are CGI, so that's that's good. Because why? Okay. Oh, cool. It's made by the people that made Paddington, because I fucking couldn't wait till that came out. <laughs> um, all right. So we got another one here, and this bitch is called The Iron Claw. Oh, uh, bo- uh, Wrestle. Wrestling. Okay. Um, normal wrestlers, just to clarify, not to think it was... Midge wrestling or anything like that, or or uh, luchador, <laughs> just regular white people wrestling. Um, 
The, the real shit. <laughs> <laughs> the boys in the boat. BBC. Ooh, I did read a news article that Ridley Scott has officially seen Fetty Alvarez's Alien sequel. Okay. And he loves it. Ah, tight. And Fetty Alvarez is the one who made the 2013 Evil Dead remake. So, that's going to be good then. Yeah, like, like if it gets to, well, <laughs> I can't necessarily say if it gets Ridley Scott's seal of approval because fucking Prometheus and Alien Covenant fucking sucked. And Dude, he made I, those movies. I know, but I liked Prometheus a lot because... That movie, like... like that's what I'm saying. I'm worried about Napoleon. That movie was so goddamn slow, dude. Okay. Well, when I said I liked, I I liked it. I like the lore behind it, right? In the sense of okay, I can I, I can get behind that. Where I the beginning part, if I'm being, I'll just be blunt, right? The beginning part, the creation part, mm-hmm. where it goes and it sacrifices itself by you know drinking this thing, and it goes all. Like that to me, bro, was it that hit something different to me that I didn't Fair. think was going to. That just hit home. Um, looks like there's a wait, does this say Godzilla negative one or G negative one? G minus one is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, Godzilla. That it's is a Japanese one. Good. Yeah, it, it looks tight. I love Godzilla, dude. Oh, so do I. Um, Killers I of the Flower Moon, you just saw that shit. Mm hmm. Please don't destroy the treasures of Foggy Mountain. I have no clue what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the Three Musketeers, Milady, another Three Musketeers film. We don't need another Three Musketeers film. Wasn't Antonio Banderas in the first one? Antonio Banderas. No, the one I'm thinking of was fucking Charlie Sheen, oh. Kiefer Sutherland, Oliver Platt, Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> okay, then that's. I think Chris O'Donnell. Uh, yeah, he played D'Artagnan. Our dog's <laughs> name was D'Artagnan when I was a kid growing up. He was a King Collie. Um, American Fiction. Okay. I don't know anything about that one. Uh, the Animal Kingdom. Don't know um, anything about that one. Okay, let's see here. Uh, the Color Purple. Isn't that already a movie? Yeah. Um, I think Oprah is a producer on it, but they're remaking it. I think it's going to be, like, to Paramount Plus or some shit like that. Mm. Oh, shit. This this animal kingdom, it looks like people, but they got special mutant powers or something. Or one this one kid looks like a mutant. Oh, God. Yeah, no, there's aliens or something. There's, like, a bird person. That's actually tight. It looks like an Anunnaki Hmm. in a way. The Animal Kingdom, a film by Thomas Cayley. Uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, okay, well... Um, I do keep seeing trailers for that new fucking... I think it's... Is it DC? The Marvels? Okay. It's the sequel to Captain Marvel. Oh. See, I didn't like Captain Marvel. It, it, yeah. You're not the only one. <laughs> it just wasn't my I'm, favorite. I'm so all. done with superhero movies. That's, Dude, I know. Me too, dog. I'm right there behind you. I'm so burnt out by... I'm, Candy Cane Lane. Oh, God. That's Eddie Murphy. Oh, God. Um, And it looks like... Oh, my God. I think it's a... I think it's a Santa Claus movie. Oh, no. What you wish for... Yeah, this is... Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, though, if he really is gets to be Santa, if I keep watching this, we've never had a Black Santa movie. And I'm fucking super down to have a Black Santa movie. Well, you can't have a Black Santa. If you have a Black Santa, nobody would get their gifts until a week after January. Uh, <laughs> well, especially with Amazon, dude. Fucking that shit takes forever. Um, all right, well, maybe not, but... I th- um, a movie Kingling. that you should watch with Kristen, I th- believe it's on Disney Plus now, finally. Um, the new Haunted Mansion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, so this is going to be on Prime. Uh, let's see here. What's this A24 film? The Zone of Interest? I've heard of that one. I have not watched anything on it. Okay. A Brilliant Examination of Human Complicity. An Unblinkable Masterpiece. So it looks like it's set in the 50s or something. Um, it's not really giving me any fucking story. But A24, so you imagine it's got to be a horror film, right? Or just not independent. Ne- not necessarily. Independent. Yeah. The feeling well, that you deserve the best life. Entwined with the unspeakable. Do not look away. They're sleeping in separate beds. The zone of interest. I don't know, obviously. I, I didn't get enough context out of that. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Saltburn. Squealer. Deep Sea. And that's all the trailers I can see in this list. For just pulling some out of my ass real fast. <clears throat> okay, so since we're still amidst spooky season, let's have a little more fun with the, our old friends, the Merkins. This one's a little different than the Backstreet Boys one that we did. Oh, these are, this is the, um, the boy band, band of yeah. uh, all serial killers? All right. But this is, you all know who NWA is, right? Yeah, I believe so. This is KWA, Killers, killers with Attitude. Killers with Attitude, all right. You are now about to witness the strength of sleep knowledge. Straight out of Springwood, Crispy King Killer named Frank Crew. From the gang called Killers with Attitudes. When you doze off, I gotta show off. Dreaming deeper and the kitty's getting killed off. Nancy, though, doesn't mess with me. If you sleep, I'm gonna murder you and your dreams. Cut your ass. That's how you bleed now. Freddie could drop bars like this. <laughs> you drop bars like you're dropping your dreams. Yellow sleeping bag, and throw you in it. If 
coming, the clown's coming. Straight out of dairy. In the sewer, I'll pursue you, the chillia. I'll make your brother think I love him. Carnivorous children love her raising hell. When the flame's hot, my legs fail. See you right out of luck, huh? That's the problem. I see you running yellow, stop it, done. Got him, cause I'm smart, late, low, police scour. And when I see a kid pass, I devour. To me, they taste yummy. All the news showing children dying, but don't know where the hell they go and sail boat in. Looking for the one they call Georgie. But newsflash, yeah, he was tasty, shapeshift. Never seen like a shadow in the dark, but when I make him float, they'll never get over the devastation. Still hear the screams of the ones I killed last generation. Kill a little bunch of kids and I'm flexing I'll leave a memory no one will be forgetting So what about the kids that just got don't bother You think I give a damn about a bill I ain't his brother This is the autobiography of the P And if you have a fear of me you'll get taken By a scary old clown who will murder Kids find me scary Straight out of dairy I love the Merkins Yeah um, that was legit as fuck So something I'm th- gonna try to start doing i'm gonna show you this and this is a weekly challenge i'm gonna show you a trailer for something that i don't think you have ever seen oh, okay your challenge is to try to track it down and give it a view this one is going to be a trailer for the george c scott amazing fucking flick um, 1980s, The Changeling. Wait, so you just told me what the trailer is before I see it? Isn't it supposed to be the other way around? I'm no. supposed to guess what the fuck it's supposed to be? Within no. This old house I want you residents. to track this movie down and actually watch it. This is one of the scariest movies I think that has ever been made. The other has been dead for over 70 years. Claire. I'd like to talk to you about the house. Did you die in this house? How did you die? Whatever it is, it's trying desperately to communicate. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? fucking flick okay there's one scene in particular that doesn't matter how many times i've seen the movie 
every time I see this one, it gets under your fucking skin. Really? It is creepy. All right, I'm down. I I absolutely want to see it. It is a creepy fucking movie. <laughs> I'm sold. Um, it looked older. 1980. Okay. Yeah. So I want to say George C. Scott did... This was right after he did Patton. And Patton was a big-ass fucking role for him. So to go from playing General Patton to being in a horror movie... Yeah. People kind of looked at him a little fucking sideways. But he actually went on to be in the third Exorcist movie, too, I believe. Okay. Which was actually written by the original filmmakers, screenwriters. But that's going to be a conversation for another Yeah, day. I don't think I've seen Patton. Really? Yeah. Great fucking movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I Great have. Great fucking movie. Uh, I know I started Lincoln. Is, there, is it called Lincoln? It's a fucking movie about Abraham Lincoln. It's, that it's wasn't like, George C. Scott. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that films was, based off of yeah. famous ass people like that. Shit that we should see that everybody's like, that movie was good. And I'm just haven't seen it yet, but I know I should. Fair. <clears throat> you know, those good ones. They're ins- inspirational, I guess. Well, do you want to get into this and talk about 93's Hocus Pocus? Oh, man. I absolutely am pumped. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So sit back, relax, light those black flame candles, and get ready for a wickedly good time. Let's listen to the trailer, and we'll be right back. Massachusetts. Witches! Yes? Thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh-oh. We are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? We're talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. Ooh, stay for supper. I'm not hungry. Ooh, but we are. Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again. You have no powers here, you fool. Before all Salem falls under their spell. Hello, you. Walt Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimy. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep time. No screaming. <laughs> this is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. 
On October 31st, 1693 in Salem, Massachusetts, Thackeray Banks witnesses his little sister Emily being whisked away to the woods by the Sanderson sisters, three witches who are named Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Binks confronts the witches, and but fails to save Emily, and her life force is drained, making the witches young again. After that, Binks is transformed into a black cat by the witches, cursed to live forever with his guilt for not being able to save his sister. Having been alerted by Binks's friend Elijah, the townsfolk arrest, arrest the sisters for the murder of Emily before the Sanderson sisters are hanged in the town square, where they are denying any knowledge of what happened to Thackeray. Winifred casts a curse that will resurrect the sisters during a full moon on All Hallows' Eve if a virgin lights the black flame candle. Binks decides to guard, a, guard their cottage so no one can bring the witches back to life. Three centuries later, on October 31st, 1993, Max Dennison reluctantly takes his younger sister Danny out trick-or-treating, where they meet Max's new classmate, Allison Watts, whom he is very attracted to. The three visit the former Sanderson's cottage, now an abandoned museum where Max inadvertently resurrects the three witches. The witches attempt to suck the soul of Danny, but Max comes to her rescue. Escaping Max Stills Winifred's spellbook on the advice of the immortal cat Binks, he takes the group to an old cemetery where they are protected from the witches since it is hollowed ground. The witches eventually catch up with them at the cemetery where Winifred raises her former lover, Billy Butcherson, from the grave and sends him after the children. The witches pursue the children across the town using Mary's enhanced sense of smell. Winifred reveals that the spell that brought them back only works on Halloween and unless they suck the life at at least one child, they will turn to dust when the sun rises. After luring them to the high school, the children trap the witches in the pottery kiln and burn them alive. However, whilst the children are celebrating, the witch's curse revives them once again. Not realizing the witches have survived, Max and Allison open the spellbook, hoping to reverse the spell on Binks. The spellbook reveals the location of the group, and the witches track down, kidnap Danny and Binks, and recover the spellbook. Sarah uses her singing to lure Salem's children to the Sanderson cottage. Alex and Allison free Danny and Binks, by tricking the witches into believing the sunrise was an hour early. Thinking they are done for, the witches panic and pass out, allowing Max, Danny, Allison, and Binks to escape. Back at the cemetery, Billy catches up with the children, takes Max's knife, cuts the stitches open, and insults Winifred before joining the children's again campaign against the witches. The witches attack from the air and snatch Danny, Winifred attempts to use the vial of potion to suck the soul from Danny, but Neat Binks knocks the potion out of her hand, which Max catches and prop promptly drinks, forcing the witches to take him instead of Danny. The sun starts to rise just as Winifred is about to finish draining Max's life force. In the ensuing struggle, Allison, Danny, and Billy fend off Mary and Sarah. Max and Winifred struggle in the air, fall and falling onto the hollow ground in the cemetery, causing Renifred to turn into stone. As the sun finishes rising above the horizon, Mary and Sarah are disintegrated into dust along with Winifred's stone body. The witch's death breaks Binks's curse, allowing him to finally die and freeing his soul, reuniting him with his sister Emily, as they both head off into the afterlife, while Billy returns to his grave to sleep. Winifred's spellbook opens its eye once more, 
revealing that it is still alive, indicating that the witches could possibly return again someday as credits roll. So we obviously already know that yes, the witches do return because there's a Hocus Pocus too. What? <laughs> and that'll be a conversation for a couple weeks down the road. Um, Spoiler alert, there's a sequel, they return. I guess I'll have to see the second one. First off, it still blows my mind that this is the very first time you've ever seen this movie. No, uh, no, 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 no. I told you the very first time I saw it was in theaters with my wife and my sister, like, last week. That's the first time I've well, ever that, seen that, it. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. 30 years fucking later. <laughs> um, That's yeah. where I'm getting it. Well, I mean, look at the first Halloween, bro. I had never seen that. The first Texas Chainsaw, I had never seen that. I mean, uh, to me, that's more astounding and you know, and more confounding and <gasps> what than fucking hocus pocus. Come on, <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm this just, movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> I I love that you love it that much. <laughs> um, you know, I I. I, I s- I can tell, like, I saw this on my birthday in theaters back in 93. I can tell you everything from that day. I remember it so vividly. (laughs) Fall of 93, waking up in the fucking morning, going into the garage, making creepy crawlers. Uh, Oh, my God. Yes, dude. Fuck yeah, I remember the creepy crawlers. Uh, my or, sister gets up because her and I have birthdays within a day of each other. We go uh, pick up my buddy Carlos Corral, and we pick up her friend. We go to Tri-City Mall. Yes, dude, I remember Tri-City Mall. In the See this movie in the theater on the second floor by the food court. Ama- and there's one scene in this I really want to talk about because I wish I had this dude's contact information because I would still give Carlos shit to this day <laughs> because of what happened. Um, but yeah, we saw the movie. We ended up going to Mesa Lane's bowling. Then we ate dinner at Autumn Moon. Okay. Oh, my like, God. I loved Autumn Moon. There's still an Autumn Moon. It, dude, the one on Country Club. It's got to be gross as uh, shit now. It is fucking amazing. It tastes exactly the same. What? It tastes exactly that the same. That building is horrid. It tastes exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, I'll homie. go in there. Okay. <laughs> I'll try it. Uh, but yeah, like maybe it's nostalgic, but I love this. There, There's not too many seasonal films that I've seen as many times as Halloween. This one comes very fucking close. <laughs> I just and I agree with you because I, I don't know if you said it in the beginning of this one or at the end of that one or the, uh, the previous one. The fact that yeah, hocus pocus, but because you are a gorehound, right? But at the same time, it's just funny to me that you've seen this that many the fuck oh, times. Fuck it's, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just not something that I would go out of my way to watch again. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll see the second one just because. I just to say that I saw it and be like, okay, I completed it because I doubt there's gonna be a trilogy, uh, unless they're like, oh yeah, we made it, we made money off of it, so let's fucking finish it with the yeah. third guy. But, um, but like we, I hinted at it in the earlier part of this, but the guy that fucking wrote the story and the screenplay for this, Mick Garris, obviously I critters, told you he right? did Critters too. Yeah, 
He did Psycho 4. He did Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. He wrote and directed Stephen King's The Stand. He did the TV version of The Shining. Okay, he's done some badass films. Like, it, yeah, absolutely. When I looked at his resume, because like I said, even before I knew who the Mick, fuck Mick Garris was, I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. When I made that connection, I'm like, how the fuck did the guy that created Masters of Fucking Horror, which was a, sh- a Showtime show, and notoriously there's one episode in that Showtime adamantly refused to fucking air. Okay. Like, you are not showing this. <laughs> we are not putting this on our network. Because the horror yeah, that's in it? It is. A ru- it's rough. <laughs> okay. And we will eventually discuss that one. Okay. Of um, course. That's what we do. But then you have Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I like that. Because, yeah, there's a lot of horror, el- horror elements in this movie. Mm-hmm. They just kind of make it a little more family friendly. <laughs> Well, just like all the Disney films, right? If all those are based off of the Grim Fairy Tales, and then oh the, fuck yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. I would like to see a horror version, like let's say Cinderella, but have it be accurate to what the actual story is. That'd be tight. I would like to see that put to film. So I, <clears throat> I take it you, you're just not a big fan of this movie, all right? Uh, it's and um, no, <laughs> it just it just wasn't my favorite one, man. Uh, it, it, it so and there was times that, when I that's, laughed. That's fair. I feel like Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she went she went all out in her character. Oh she, yeah, she did. So she was great chewing up scenery uh, left no, and right. No, but she, they said be a slutty ditzy fucking uh, oh, witch. Yeah. But also, she's powerful and shit in her own way. She's important, right? But she nailed it, dude. She, the other two, okay. Also, the main, the main sister. All Bette I Midler. kept, all I kept seeing was Ashley. Like uh, the whole, like the moment we saw in theaters, I was like, oh my god. I was like, this is Ashley because she's so flamboyant and just like so over the top and woo, like it's so her, right? Another just, glorious morning. Make me sick. Yeah, it just I could just see her being able to do just like you did and say every fucking word and, and but her. Oh, I can recite. She the, would do, yeah. you know, very awesome. I just kept seeing that and I don't want to say it ruined it for me, but I was like, that's all I just kept seeing is Ashley. Like this character is already a real human to me, so it it takes away from it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. And then the, but also I got like, okay, it's a bunch of New York Jews that are ghosts. Oh no, but it's in Salem, right? So it's on the East Coast. Yeah. So Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. All the characters just seem. It was it, it it was a good movie. I just, I it wasn't my favorite. That's all. The obviously the acting was killer. Um, I just the animation that they used was you know good. The special effects was good. Um, let's, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going through it. Keep asking me questions about it. But yeah, to answer your question, that one anyways, it's, it, it wasn't bad. It just, I don't know. It, I thought it was fucked up that they were eating the soul of the little kid. Cause 
you know, there's all those conspiracy theories about them, like, getting kids and trafficking kids and essentially getting the adrenochrome from them, which what it does is it brings them back to life. And I know this mm -hmm. is a different podcast, but I'm just saying that the first time I saw this movie in theaters the other day, that was the first thing that you can ask Kristen. The first thing that came out of my mouth was, that's fucked up. Because they're hiding in plain sight, right? If all that conspiracy shit is real, that's right in plain sight. Right here in this fucking movie... And again, they, they, they depict it as witches and all this other shit, but those same practices, if you will, mm -hmm. could be, they say that they're possibly being used in modern day. And so I was just, I don't know. It, again, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I don't condone Disney too much, man. They're not my favorite. <laughs> oh, I don't disagree with that one. <laughs> so I went on a bit of a tangent rant there. Um, what did you think of the actor that played Max? Um, did you ever see the TV show uh, Eerie, Indiana? I've heard of it, but I don't remember if I ever saw... He was saw... The, the main star of that show. <clears throat> okay, and that's day. maybe where I recognize him from. Because I saw trailers for it mm. and shit, not that I watched it. Um, but... And, like, the chick that plays Vanessa Shaw, who plays Allison, even to this day... Fucking hot as hell. Yeah, I believe that <laughs> shit, yeah. Okay, here, I'll Google it real quick. What's her name? Vanessa Gray? V Vanessa Shaw, with an I. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't throw her out of bed. Um, Very lovely. Yeah. Uh, actress. I'd fuck her with everybody's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other main character we have to talk about is uh, Thora Birch, who plays Danny. I have really mixed feelings every time. I love this movie. Right. Every time I go back and watch this, knowing that about six years down the line, she's going to be doing a full-on fucking tit shot oh, in American an Beauty. American, yes. <laughs> it just it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's it's Yeah, it's crazy how quickly that escalates to, oh, we're having fun and Hocus Pocus to... Whoa. And she developed fucking big quick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like almost like they exploited her. Yeah. Because um, I want to say when American Beauty, she was might have just been 18. I think. What year was American Beauty? Okay. While you're looking that up, I found something. The whole film was supposed to focus more on the witches, but Disney ended up cutting a lot of their scenes and reframing the narrative. It was cut and edited completely different than it was filmed, Kathy revealed to Sci-Fi Wire. It was really more about the witches and less about the kids, but apparently Disney wanted to make it more kid-friendly. So the decision was taken to focus on a group of kids trying to defeat three witches with evil intentions. Of the scenes that were cut, Kathy recalled a sequence in a grocery store, which can still be seen one of the trailers for the film. That was a good one. That was so fun. Mary got to set loose in a supermarket. Oh, now I have really mixed feelings about some shit. <laughs> uh, the plot came from a bedtime story David Kirshner told his daughter one night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, David had shared that he and his young daughter were once sitting outside when a neighbor's black cat walked by. He told his daughter that the cat was once a boy who had changed into a feline as punishment for angering a witch. David's daughter loved the story so much that he set out about turning it into a script. Wow, dude. Could you imagine if you were that daughter? You're like, yeah, you all ever seen the movie Hocus Pocus? Yeah, he fucking made that shit for me because of a black cat. <laughs> that's so fuck. I mean, that's a flex as a dad, right? Okay, so 
side tangent. Yeah, please. Going back to the American Beauty thing. This movie, Thora Birch was 11 years old. Okay? She wasn't even an adult when they had her topless in American Beauty. That movie came out in 99. She was born in 82. She was only 17 years old. I don't know why you're so surprised about this shit. It's, it's fucking <laughs> Hollywood. This is this is a something that it's like, oh, what? It's like, yeah, duh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's not a surprise. This, they've done worse. In the late 90s, that shit should have been nipped in the bud after, like, the fucking Blue Lagoon. Oh, well. Crap. Maybe if we write an angry letter. <laughs> I mean, shit. Okay, think about that. Who was in that movie? No, think about who produced that movie. Spacey was in it. Oh, and then, don't tell me. Yeah, one of the Weinstein brothers. Yep. yep. Yes. Yeah. Again, so there you go. I mean, so you make a statement. I say it's gross. And then because of the knowledge, you put together the pieces and say, yeah. I mean, obviously that makes sense. It was almost a rhetorical bitch. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Um, yeah, a little but bit. But back to Hocus Pocus. Okay. Um, I'd like, because I don't think they actually shot this on the East Coast. But it definitely feels East Coast. It has that feel of fall in, okay, in so then on the East Coast. That posts the question then, on set or on location? There was a lot of sound stages in this movie. A well, lot hence all of the sound. flying and shit and the mat. Well, yeah. that was all uh, post-production. Uh, well, no, because all the shit moved and there was all that wind. All and, that crap was practically. Like, they yeah. were just on wires and shit. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing behind the scenes of this movie way back in the fucking day. Um, so yeah, a lot of sound stages. Um, they did do a lot of location shots. Like I said, I just not sure if they actually shot in Massachusetts or not. Um, I don't imagine they would have given how much of this is on sound stages. There's no real need to shoot in Massachusetts when the majority of your stuff is going to be the character of Billy Butcherson. I love seeing Doug Jones in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He is such a great vaudevillian actor. Yeah. You could tell he's great at fucking mime um, because most people will know him from Hellboy as Abe Sapien, but he was also in Hellboy 2 as the devil, the big devil. And if you've seen um, Pan's Labyrinth, he was Pan. He was the demon with the eyes in his hands. Oh, oh, yeah. He's like he's one of the best physical. Monster. Yeah, he's like the monster yeah. king or something. Like he's done yeah. all of that shit. Yep. He was even was he one of the Xenobites? Yes. Okay. Um, now I don't think he was big enough to be a predator, but no, he, he never did predator. Yeah, but he was. But being a Xenobite would be fucking mm-hmm. the tits, dude. Um, yeah, all those tight ass monsters. Yeah, he he is just such a great. F- His physical performances that he gives are nothing less than fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> in my humble opinion, he can do no wrong when you put him on screen. The only thing you can do wrong is getting somebody else to overdub his voice because I think he's got a great voice. <laughs> <clears throat> You only get to hear it very briefly in this movie, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he cuts his mouth open at the end. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, yeah, that is, those lines were perfect. You know damn well that he's been wanting to say that you shit for... Wench. Yeah. <laughs> Trollop. <laughs> <laughs> Buck 
tooth <laughs> firefly from hell. Um, and I will give a spoiler alert. Billy Butcherson returns in Hocus Pocus 2. Ooh, now I have to see it. <laughs> and granted, he's got a lot of fucking makeup on him. <laughs> but he looks pretty much ex- identical to what he looks like in this movie. And like, <laughs> it could have been made the day fucking after. It, it's a fun flick, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, I want to say this was early, pretty early on in Bette Midler's acting career. What do you think of her as an actor? Because most people at this time would have known her as a performing singer. Well, it made sense why she sang in it. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and it made sense that it was very easy for her to be theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can't shit on it because it wasn't a shitty movie, right? Like, I can't... All the acting was great in it. She killed it, right? Sarah mm-hmm. Jessica... And then the other sister who... I guess was supposed to, she believed that she was also part hound, so that's why sometimes she would howl and shit. Yeah, uh, do dog shit, yeah. And then I I guess they they had a dictionary on set to look up, like, curse words from that time to kind of keep it relevant and shit. And so they, you know, they they took the time to research and have fun. Oh, yeah. I I think that she did amazing. If if she, 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 she made a great lead older sister of a fucking little crew of witches mm-hmm. who were stupid and just like you said i don't know if you said it on air but i know you said it during the film they were um three stooges yeah right? very much three stooges i love their little trunks but they did all three together the little like march oh. of with their little witch march you know and tracks and they would just grab their little fucking you know their dresses and their bustles are just going and do do and it was it was a good movie, right? I I uh, I didn't hate it. It just it just it's still not my cup of tea. But to answer your question, she did she did great. Um, DiCaprio was actually supposed to be in it, but I think he took up the role of Woods Eden Gilbert Grape instead, which he got an Oscar that nomination for. Yeah, the chubby sister. What else was she in? Oh, uh, was she on? Oh, she. Uh, at she, this time, she would have been in her height, like popularity from Sister Act. But like, was she on Mad TV? She did. Uh, she was a stand-up sketch comic, but she was on. That's why I like recognize that. her from yeah. a stand-up, and she was also in Scary Movie. She dies in the garage door opener, or in the garage door. That's not her. That's not her. No. Oh. No. Okay. So like, she was. I want to say Sister Mary, not Sister Mary Clarence, that was Whoopi Goldberg's character. But she was one of the nuns in Sister Act. Okay, I guess I could Google it. I've got my fucking, why am I asking? Her name is uh, Katie Mingeri. I can never pronounce her fucking last name. It's weird. Oh, Kathy Najimy? Kathy Najimy. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, this chick is funny as fuck. Yeah, she has great fucking comedic chops. Oh, that makes sense. Um, she she did good. She just wasn't my favorite. I, I don't know why I was so impressed. Probably because when I was a little kid and I saw the trailers for this, I remember just seeing Sarah Jessica Parker and just being like, oh, shit. A, a Her skinny, tits might just pop out. Yeah, a dumb, uh, just skinny, blonde witch chick. And I was I didn't know. I wasn't into goth chicks or anything back then. But uh, She's ditzy. I think she's if, young. She's dumb. Let's fill her with I got, gum. I got into them when I got older. Um, <laughs> rat race. Uh, Ride of Chucky, 
Kathy and Jamie's been in a bunch of shit. Oh, Wally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tinkerbell. She, yeah, she does a lot of voiceover work. Cinderella. I, well, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Sometimes you just have to get paid because you got to pay the bills. Like, yeah. I. I cannot I don't think there's any bad actors in this movie. Uh, no, I, there's not. I honestly cannot think of a bad sequence. Like I love it when Gary and Penny Marshall show up. And for listeners out there who have no idea who the fuck I'm talking about, Penny Marshall was on Laverne and Shirley back in the fucking seventies. And which character did she play so they know? She played um Satan's wife. <laughs> They call her Medusa because she's got the fucking curlers in her hair. But Gary and Penny Marshall are playing husband and wife, but in reality, they're brother and sister. Oh, uh, they look familiar or similar to each other. So, like like, like I was saying when we were watching it, she's the one that directed A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, the female World War II baseball movie. Um she is in like he she puts her brother in every fucking film she ever made up until the time he passed away and unfortunately when she passed away mm. um but she he got her her start introducing her to producers and he's the one that got her on fucking Laverne and Shirley pretty much and she loved being in front of the camera. Yeah. But she wanted to be behind the camera more, and he helped. That's sick. Get that shit going. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> um, I love that. And it feels like there definitely is a bit of a camaraderie in it in the sense that there's people who are like, hey, I, I, I they have the opportunities. Fuck knows what she had to do to get those opportunities, especially yeah. being, and I don't know what the film industry is like in regards to being a woman trying to get behind. Well, I guess it's pretty easy for Jamie Lee Curtis. She did Halloween, Halloween and now she's producing shit. Yeah. So I think it just takes time. Yeah. Um, you know what, dude? It takes time and persistence. Okay, so you were saying the dude that did this is known for horror, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this says, Kirshner developed the story with Mick Garris, right? That, That's the dude, right? Yep. Who is known for writing horror movies. Okay. So Garris notes that the movie, initially called Halloween House, was going to be darker than it wound up being. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was almost exactly what you see on the screen, except it was a little darker and the kids were 12. Garris told The Rap, which I imagine is probably some fucking magazine. It was an old website. Okay. And Halloween has a much deeper resonance to a 12-year-old than a 16-year-old who was just going out and stealing the 12-year-old's candy from them. But really, it was just a bit darker. You know, I came up with the darkness of Billy Butcherson and his head coming off <laughs> yeah. and that sort of thing. Still comedic, but in a darker mode. The broad strokes, however, remain the same from draft one. It was very similar to the movie that existed, Garris explained. So, yeah, it... It's definitely sounds yeah. like it. And that's why in the other thing that I read where it was supposed to be more about the witches, well, the witches are the scary part, mm -hmm. right? The kids are just fucking kids. And so Disney's like, all right, I see, we see what you're trying to do here, but we are Disney and you're going to have to. Well, go back a few, uh, five years prior to this film. Uh-huh. Watch Monster Squad. Oh, I love Monster <laughs> Squad. Yeah. That's a dark fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, I Dracula calling a little fucking girl you. Bitch. <laughs> I haven't seen that since it came out. 
That one, and there's a monster under my bed with Howie Mandel or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, Little Monsters. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those since I was a kid. I love those fucking movies. Yeah, me too. I liked them then, and I don't know why I wouldn't love them now. I just haven't seen them since. We should do 80s nostalgia shit or something, like a little blip of that, a month of of 80s yeah. nostalgia. I mean, because if we're going to be like, okay, hocus pocus, right? we've already kind of popped the, the pussy cherry, if you will, in the sense of just films that aren't hardcore and awful like we watch, I'm okay with this. <laughs> so we'll do like '80s nostalgia shit like that. Um, meet the Burbs, you know, monster ones like oh, that the too. The Burbs, mm-hmm. fuck yeah! I actually have to go back and rewatch that. It's been a hot minute since I've watched the. Burbs. Oh, I've, I've watched it a couple times recently. I like, I like that movie. That was an early fucking Tom Hanks flick. Yeah, that's early right. fucking Tom Hanks. Around, I imagine Big. He looks the same. It was right before Big. Okay, then where we go? That makes yeah. sense to me. His face physically looks that way. Um, the role of Winifred was originally written for Cloris Leachman. I love her. That would have been... F- I love Bette Midler. She does a great job. But Cloris would have been killer as Winifred. I just don't know if she would have been able to have been as an animated as uh, Bette no, Midler. Because... Uh, Bette Midler was super fucking theatrical like they needed her to be. Yeah, and, they needed, and quite a bit younger. But also she needed to be big and robust. Exactly. You know, to be the bigger lead sister, Cloris Leachman, well, I don't know. Having How a scrawny little old... I mean, she's the, she's been the same frame since she existed, right, in films. She's always been just very thin-framed. She would, she would have been a good mother. If they would have had a fourth, she could have been the mother of the three of them, and that could have been tight. She would have been 70 years old <laughs> when they shot this movie. No way, She was dude. born in 26. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's gone now, right? We just lost yeah. her recently. She um, passed away. Last couple years. January 27th of two, 2021. Okay. Yeah, I was right a couple years ago. Because if you think about it, go back to 73. She was old in Young Frankenstein, homie. Yeah. <laughs> she was old in uh, Beer Fest. Oh, yeah. And I think she was also in Raising Hope. Yes. Uh-huh. She was Mama. I always picture her as fucking <laughs> Gram- Grandma Clampett <laughs> in the movie version of the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, see, I don't remember that. I haven't seen that since it was in theaters. Or the Brady movie, uh, which I, I enjoyed those because they were stupid. Oh, yeah, they're goofy as fuck. <laughs> I do enjoy the Beverly Hills Billy, Beverly Hillbilly movie, though. It was one of the last films that Jim Varney was in. And who's Jim Varney, the dad? Jed Clampett. He, uh, most notably, he's known for his character. Oh, Clampett, that's my, uh, Texas Chainsaw? No? Beverly okay. Hillbillies. Beverly, my bad. Um, but he is most notable for his character of Ernest. Oh. Like Ernest goes to... Ernest goes to jail. Ernest scares stupid. Ernest saves the world. I like the the one with the troll. Where he has to that get, scared stupid. Yeah, that movie. I watch that over and over and over again. That's as a another kid. one, just like fucking Hocus Pocus. I watch it every Halloween. Okay. <laughs> every fucking year. Uh, speaking of your boy Doug Jones, it says this was one of uh, his first films that he did. Yep. That's tight. It was very early on in his career. Ooh. You may recognize some of the locations from the movie. So you were kind of talking about uh, sets and shit like that. And you said you don't really know where it was. It says anyone who's been to Salem may recognize some of the exterior shots 
from their family trip to the quiet Massachusetts town just outside of Boston. The Dennison's house, the school, uh, now apartments, and Allison's house have all become tourist attractions. But for the most part, the film filmed in California locations and on studio sets, as like you were saying. And studios being studios, different houses and set pieces get recycled. For example, a house in the background during one scene filmed on a Warner Brothers lot about an hour and three minutes and also served as the exterior of the Griswold house from Christmas Vacation and the Burnham's house in American Beauty. (laughs) In American Beauty. Another tie. (laughs) Also featuring Thora Birch, who played Danny. And the fountain above, do you recognize it? Well, we'll give you a hint. Pops opens up six umbrellas and at once clap, 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 clap. Oh, friends. It's the same fucking fountain they used in the the opening of Friends. Yep. Okay. I like that fact. I like that fact. Um, Look up the budget on this one. Oh, so I have a couple times. So it was a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Uh, let me see here. Well, I mean, for, it was... Disney does have some clout so they can get away with a higher budget. Yeah, they keep saying that was considered a flop, and then it always says, this is what the budget was. And let's see, where was it? Uh, I just fucking saw it. The movie was initially considered to be a bit of a flop. So in 1993... Oh, see, in this website, it doesn't say the actual budget. It just says how much it makes. Sorry, let me Google it real quick. I got it. Okay. $28 million. Uh, and it made 32 right? Or something like that. Let's look at the gross. Globally, it made about $45 million. $45 on its original, million. On its original release. Which isn't bad, but for a Disney movie, not even doubling your budget back. Yeah. I could see how they could call it a flop. But it was a Disney horror film. But it... It did a hell of a lot more than that in home home video sales. Because that's where this movie really gained its audience. And that's why 30 years later, they made a fucking sequel because people were still talking about the movie to this fucking day. And I, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to tip my hat for when we talk about that one. Okay. Um, do I think the second one holds anything compared to this one? No. Oh. But by definition, sequels are inferior films. Did the same dude do it? No. Okay. No. McGarris did <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh there's some contention there. Oh. They didn't even pay him for that movie. Disney. Even though he created the characters. He never got any money for the second one. I was I believe it, dog. I do. There's dude. I feel like Hollywood is shysty like that in some way. They just oh, find I, loopholes. On his podcast, postmortem, he went off on it. Nice, dude. <laughs> yeah. Good. And he's got a platform to say that kind of shit because yeah. they're powerful. And but again, when you get ripped off or fucked, dude, you gotta you gotta say you gotta tell people, and they're known for that. Well, yeah. If you're gonna make a movie based off characters that somebody created, you have to give them credit, and you have to pay them for it. That's just the way it fucking is. But the reason why they didn't is because it went straight to fucking Disney Plus. Yeah, okay. Hence why the fucking strike shit is... when The writer's strike went on as long as it fucking did and why the actor's strike is still going right now. 
because of that crap. People yeah. aren't getting paid residuals right. like they should. Yeah, agreed. So either you pay them residuals for the work that on streaming platforms, otherwise you pay them a fair, much fairer wage for their job. Well, up front, you what, give them a much better payday up front. Was there a writers? Was there a writer strike in the nineties? There's been a ton of writer writer strikes, man. Because, dude, this shit says that this film took eight years and eleven writers to make. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for a Mick fucking. Mick Garris started this back in the like mid eighties when he first wrote all that the first time draft. for this movie. Yes. Takes time to make perfection, my friend. A little known fact, I heard a rumor that Bette Midler had a writer had written into her contracts that there had to be an isolated shot of Bette's shoes and her feet walking somewhere in the film. He alleged, pointing to the iconic I put a spell on you scene for reference. Okay. That's weird and random. (laughs) Right? Like, what the fuck kind of random facts about this movie is that? (laughs) <laughs> there were seven different live cats, two different animatronic ones, and something that didn't even exist. It was that like is a, one pet peeve I have with this movie. What's that? The fucking early CG with the mouth okay. on Binks. It, yeah. It, that does not hold up today. It does not hold up 30 years later. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It reminds me of like a really shitty early version of um, Sabrina. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, uh, what the fuck was that cat's name? Um, um, fuck! God damn it! It almost—it was like it can, was something like Binks or something, wasn't it? Oh, um, it wasn't Binks. What the fuck? It's on the tip of my tongue. Sabrina. It, it'll <gasps> pop in my head. Oh yes, I know what you're saying. All right, no, okay, it's coming to me. Oh my god! All right, well, before just keep it to yourself, because I want to see if I can remember. Sit. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, okay, let's see here. Maybe if I stop thinking about it, but don't say it out loud when you find it out. Um, okay, I, I just got it before I even fucking typed it in. <coughs> Think of this movie. Um, Where does the movie take place? So my I I started to say Salem. It is Salem. Oh, okay. Yeah. I started to say sit, and then I stopped. as I was typing in Sabrina, which cat? I'm like, fuck it, Salem. Salem, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be like a very early incarnation of that. That's a show I haven't fucking thought about in fucking years. <laughs> That's uh, Joan Hart. Yep. That was her uh, second show. After Clarissa Explains It All. Yep. <laughs> which, if you weren't a boy in the 90s and didn't have a crush on here, you were probably in love with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> same time. And he follows that same path if you weren't super horny for her and then the secret world of Alex Mack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I was down. I don't know. I was. Well, hell, shit. Even a couple years later, I, I was a little older. Um... Michelle Trackenberg, fucking Harriet the Spy. Yeah, okay. She grew up to be fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. 
And you see her in fucking Euro Trip. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, now I know who you're talking about. <clears throat> um, but I mean, again, you said it was Disney, right? So let's take a look at the fucking film. Filmed beautifully. Yeah. The music was wonderful. The lighting was great. The acting was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, it took a long fucking time to write. They had a fat ass budget, so they could fly. They could do the zappy shit from, um, uh, pep, you know, uh, uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. The fucking hand zaps. Mm-hmm. She was definitely had the Emperor vibe. There. Yeah, <laughs> she flew him around. Um, she was even wearing like the stereotypical witch stockings, the green and the black (laughs) with the boots, right? That was all because when they were hanging, that's the first time you see it. Mm -hmm. And that is for every single thing you've ever seen when it comes to Halloween that depicts a witch. It's that's even even the cartoon, the original Wizard of Oz. Yes. Now, granted, they weren't green in that one. I think it was black and white when her feet curl up, but (laughs) there's still the striped witch Mm -hmm. stockings. Yep, and the big old boots, and then the the frilly dresses and shit. Um, And I like the fact that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character is the only one that has breasts exposed. Like, the amount of cleavage she has in this for a children's movie is insane. But in some scenes, she's wearing this, like, thing over it that barely covers her cleavage, I noticed. (laughs) It's like this, it almost matches her skin, but I loved her character. She, she, but you know what's crazy is Kristen's watched Sex and the City recently, now that, like, and I'm an adult now, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm watching Sex and the City from when she was younger, and she is not attractive in that. She's a thousand times hotter than this to me. I don't know why. I don't think they're together anymore, but she used to be married to fucking Matthew Broderick. Yeah, and he hasn't done dick. Well, not since he murdered, killed a guy. Oh, I forgot about that. What's his car? <laughs> yeah. So he went from Ferris Bueller's day of off to Ferris Bueller's death warrant. <laughs> Ferris Bueller ran off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to something you said yeah. prior. Um, I, yeah, I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker is attractive today. She has not aged gracefully. Mm. She's also a product of Scientology and all that shit, though, too, isn't she? Or Kabbalah? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love watching these early films of hers because they're so drastically... Like, I loved how dim-witted she was. Yeah. Like... She was just so free-spirited. Part of the expression... She played the typical ditzy, blonde, young, dumb, and full of cum. (laughs) Yeah, she was just super curious and just, like, real dumb and... And I like when they're trying to remember the fucking recipe to the potion. She's like, They're trying to reason, and she's like, dead man's toes! And like, shut up! And she's the only one that's right. (laughs) Right, exactly. So even though that she portrays, she pays attention. She has a purpose, but no one pays attention to her because they think she's stupid. But like, I, I don't know if you caught it. Like, very few people do. But when I, because I kind of forgot about it over the years, but when I saw it in the theater two week, a week and a half ago, the scene where they're doing that, when the two of them are having a war, just throwing dead man's toes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one hits fucking Winifred in the back. <laughs> and that's when Winifred loses it and like, she needs to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> It's a kid's movie, and they're throwing fucking toes yeah, <laughs> at and each like, other. Just like you said before, her, them getting hung or hanged yes. right in the beginning, that's pretty brutal, man. And then yeah. they get burned alive. In the fucking in the pottery fucking furnace. Kiln. Yeah, dude, that was gnarly. 
Um, but again, it was made by a horror film guy, and Disney said, "Okay, we're gonna hire." We they knew his background, so they oh, yeah. knew they wanted it to be dark or horror a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it definitely has those elements. But like I said, this is like a Monster Squad, and maybe even a Gremlins. Gremlins is a little darker. Yeah, I'd say that they're good entry entry points to horror. Okay. You know what I mean? If you're looking to show your children something, that's a good entry point. Just like fucking... Yeah, even Ghostbusters. The Witches. That movie's frightening as fuck for kids. That movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. I watched it over and over again because it was scary, but The Witches is great. I hadn't and seen the remake. That's where I kept. That's where I thought that they got the whole smell. I can smell children thing from oh, okay. was from the witches. Um, witches came out. Oh shit! I don't know when the movie came out, but the book was early, early eighties. Because I want to say that was a nineteen ninety. Witches. Mo- yeah, movie? I was a kid. Yeah, the movie. And then Hocus Pocus. Obviously, would we say ninety three? Ninety three. Yeah. Because it was, uh, I want to say that was a Roald Dahl book before they turned it into the movie. The Witches? Yeah. Oh. Like James and the Giant Peach Roald Dahl. So, okay. Because what I did is I Googled, I Googled like dark family friendly films. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Witches popped Nightmare Before Christmas, The Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal, yeah. That. There's some terrifying imagery. Some in of the movie. characters in that are pretty kind of. Oh, those there. fucking Muppets are fucking frightening. They are. Um, Jim Henson's so tight, dog. Oh my god, that, <laughs> some of those fucking puppets are frightening as fuck. The Fern Goli is considered one of it uh, a dark, family friendly. Well, probably dark subject matter. Okay. About trying to like. All dogs go to heaven, dude. That is a rough fucking. I can't flick, watch bro. that movie as a grown ass <laughs> adult even. Wow, Bambi's on here because probably. It's all about animals getting hunted by humans. Well, that movie fucking, the very opening scene of that movie probably traumatized so many fucking kids yeah, growing dude. up. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, and then they do it again and like look at. Um, and that's why I can't wait for Bambi the Reckoning. Yeah, me too, it. dude. <laughs> uh, finding Nemo. The Barracuda eats everything and oh, everybody yeah. except yeah. Nemo when he's got his little Nemo arm. Um, 21 dark and disgusting kid movies. Wow. Oh, now you got me curious. Yeah, that's got to be hopefully something good. Creepy, dark children movies. <laughs> okay. Coraline. Uh, Coraline would be... Pinocchio. Oh, Coraline was on the my first website of the dark family ones. That was yeah. for sure on there. Um, Frankenweenie would be a good one for to introduce kids with. Did you ever see that? Tim Burton's Frankenweenie. Uh, no, but I think the, Roxy loved that one. It's it's a decent flick. I recommend going back and watching the original short film that the movie was based off of, the short that he made back in the early or mid '80s, before Beetlejuice. Coraline, <gasps> dude, you were dead right. That's the second one. It goes Pinocchio and then Coraline. Yep. <laughs> you were fucking dead on. So you know your shit. Gremlins. There you go. You said that shit too. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. There's some eighty four. There's some really creepy. That's that's the movie. Is that the one where the dude takes his chest out or his heart takes out? his heart out? That's the movie that create what they created the PG thirteen rating because of that movie. Like we cannot have this PG. 
we cannot, but it's not R. So they created PG-13 for that movie. That's next level tight, dude. <laughs> yeah, that movie created a whole new fucking Dude, because for... Because um, that's... Uh, what's his ass, right? Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg directed, but it was written by George Lucas. Uh, Cuntalonic, The Chanting Revisited. Huh? I don't know. This is one of the scarier dark kid movies on the list, but if you're trying to introduce your kids to horror or some world cinema... Kuntalanak is a great option. Kuntalanak are mythical creatures from Indonesia folklore who appear as grieving women or pregnant women who are unable to give birth. Holy fuck. Often described as vampiric and or wearing a white dress, Kuntalanaks haunt lonely children and try to coax them, coax them away from their families. She is also found in Malay and Singaporean folklore, where she is often called a poem to Nyanak. In this film, the Kuntalanak is questioned is haunting an orphanage where five children live and feeding off their desire for a mother. This particular Kuntalanak sucks the children into a mirror in which she lives and keeps them with her for all eternity. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, realizing they might be uh, being haunted by a Kuntalak, the kids set out to prove she exists. Kuntalantalantalak is one of the best Indonesian horror movies for brave kids. Although it has some scary moments, the film is pretty tame, especially by Indonesian standards. I don't know what that means. And feels a bit like a classic 80s kids adventure film infused with the horror. Well, dude, the lore behind that is scary as shit. The gate? Uh, yeah. The gate, yeah. The hole? Return to Oz. Return to Oz is fucking frightening. Um, Have you ever seen that? Paranorman. Uh, Return to Oz is a sequel, right? Yeah. No, but I heard it was way scarier than the second first one, so I started watching it, and I, I didn't finish it. Like, they're literally... Because there's no Wicked Witch of the West in this movie, but the, the witch that... She's got a haul... Of just severed heads. Oh, my God. That she can take her head off and switch it. Tight. It is. I, I rented that movie way too much growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but I watched really fucked up shit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, that's fair. I'm kind of used to that. Mm -hmm. If any child, <laughs> normal child, that movie would terrify the fuck out yeah. of you at that age. Especially if you see the first Wizard of Oz, you're like, okay, well, the witch was Especially when you look at the fucking girl that plays fucking Dorothy in that. She went on to be fucking Derek's fucking girlfriend in American History X. Oh. She plays Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy. Yes. <laughs> she was fucking Dorothy Gill. That movie fucked her up. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty young <sighs> when they did that movie. Um, she did that movie, and then she did the greatest Christmas pageant ever. If you remember that book, uh, they turned into a movie. I don't remember that one. Something Wicked This Way Comes? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Is that tight? It's a it's a dark Disney flick. 1983? Yeah. Be careful what you wish for in this moral of this Ray Bradbury adaptation. Bradbury's tight, isn't he? Oh, yeah. The never-ending story is considered dark. Well, Atreyu and all that shit. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. James and the Giant Peach. Little Shop of Horrors. 
where the wild things are, that's like if you let an emo kid who listens to My Chemical Romance turn a movie and you know from a book about wild things. Ghostbusters, The Secret of Nim, Watership Down, 1978. <clears throat> hmm. What you got? I just like the fact that kind of what you were saying that this film opened to mixed reviews. Like, critics weren't thrilled with this movie. Um, it was the audience that built it up. And I love the fact that 30 years later, we're st- we can still talk about it. Like, there's not a channel out there that does not show Hocus Pocus at least once during the month of October. Yeah, there's no network that yeah, does not show it. It's Kristen's favorite movie for for her birthday. I got her Hocus Pocus, um, freaking sweatpants. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it's her favorite film, and that's why we went and saw it in the theater because she goes, "Oh, you want to watch Hocus Pocus and have camera coming over?" And I was like, "No," and she goes, "Oh, okay. Well, then what do you want to do?" And I was like, "We're gonna see it in theaters." She had no idea, so it was a surprise, and she was pumped. So we know. saw it in the theater, and yeah, there was a lot of people there. Yeah, like I was shocked because I went. It was a. I went on a Thursday, the first day that they re-released it, the first showing that they had. It was almost a full goddamn theater. Yeah, but actually, I'm kind of curious. But that, I'm feeling like it I- surprisingly didn't do that well, and it's it's only been out a couple weeks, but it's only made three point eight million dollars. Yeah, in the theaters, three point eight's not that much for Disney. No, but again, it's also a movie that's thirty fucking years old, and there was really no commercials saying that it was being re-released in theaters. Unless you're constantly going to the theater checking the theater websites, Yeah, you didn't know that this was coming back out. I didn't know until I was looking at the fucking movies for the Unlimited thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking for things to go fucking see. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like you said with the writer strike, uh, well, thank God it's now. So how long is that going to take, right, for, after the strike's over for them to start creating content again? Again, like Are they gonna, people can start they can seeing? start writing, yeah, but they can't start doing anything Producing. until like fucking the actors get off strike. Yeah, and that's like what doing a podcast like this without us it it works because we're talking about movies. But right now, with how the strike is, when you listen to all these podcasts, like. Hey, dude! The '90s called "How Rude Tanneritos," which is the full uh, Full House podcast. Um, anything that they bring people in to talk, they have to be very careful what they say. They can't talk about movies that they've been in because it breaks the strike rules. Mm. Like, so it is very hard has been for months for these people that do those kinds of fucking podcasts. It's been really fucking hard. That's rough, dude. <clears throat> like, I've been working on this. I've been working on that. This is this is what I do for a living. But I guess that makes sense. I mean, that's the kind of the point of the strike is we want a quality, too. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fair. And pay and all that shit. And I, I support them going on strike. I do. I've said they should have went on strike fucking five years ago when Netflix started fucking taking over everything. Because look how much fucking Netflix dominates the Golden Globes 
the Oscars. Well, if you're going to jump in the movie game, fucking take over, dog. Right? I mean, look but at that. But that's the thing. You have to pay your actors. Like, nobody that worked on The Irishman saw any money Look, you, outside you have of their a, paycheck. If you have a good agent, you're getting work. That doesn't matter. There comes a point where you can't work anymore, and that's where residual checks come in handy. Well, if you are smart with your money, and while you're making bank, you invest so that way when you retire and you can't act anymore, you have something to fall back on. Look at Shaq, right? He did basketball, and now he owns, like, most Papa John's on the planet, right? Yeah, well, yes. And, like, Waffle I, Houses I and all that, that kind of shit. you got to be smart with your fucking money, right? So you let you got to just not be a dumbass if you're going to be an actor. Your job's not going to last forever. You're going to make a fuck ton of cash, even if you're a television actor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're going to make some cash per episode. Well, yeah. So you don't be a piece of shit. You do something right with your money and you invest in Scientology and then you have the church protect you oh, so Jesus you can be Christ. an awful person. Sorry, oh, I went there a little bit. Jesus I know God passed. Had you seen this when it came out originally? Okay, as a kid. Do you think your views on it would be different? <sighs> if you it was, had that nostalgia. It was for it. it was Disney Camp, right? So of course, as a child, I would love this, right? And there wasn't now just because I haven't seen Disney films doesn't mean that I didn't like them, right? So I've seen the the you know Aladdin and mm-hmm. Lion King and all the ones that make you cry and or laugh or whatever. <laughs> I've seen the good ones. <clears throat> I've seen Homeward Bound, Milo and Otis, God. you know shit like that. Um, and as a kid, I would have loved this. But as an adult, I it's just not something that I want to take ninety minutes out of my day to to watch. That's fair. Um, I, I again, I, I laugh every I time I watch it. it. I just saw it in the theaters a week ago. I laughed then. I laugh now. Right? It's funny. It's what I've written. Disney knows how to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, Disney's good at appealing to the adults. Yeah. I just it's just not a movie <laughs> that I would want to take time out of my day. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> it's hard not to recommend this film. I, That's kind of what I'm thinking about having to word. I couldn't meet a single person who would be like, "No, dude, don't see that movie. It's gay." Like I don't know a single. You know, I don't. Even, yeah, like I've never seen a person who said that this movie is bad. Right. Exactly. Because it, it's a good movie. It's just not for me. <laughs> okay. So what would you rank it? Um. Well, I'm gonna do this. To me, is gonna be a dual ranking, right? It's gonna be a personal one, and then it's gonna be like a. Not a professional one because I don't. I'm far from a professional anything um, in regards to even opinions about films. So, from as a Disney standpoint, and it being like an overall great film, and I couldn't really see any weak points or just anything to bitch about. Really, it's 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 a great Disney film, um, a great Halloween film, something that everybody can watch. You can watch it anytime, anywhere. You could watch it even if it's not Halloween time. You know what I mean? It's just one of those. It's a good movie. So I would throw easily. It's a 9 or a 10, you know, in that aspect. But okay. for me, in regards to, like, rewatch value and I guess that's all it really is for me because I I enjoyed most of the cast. I put it like a, maybe like a 7, 6 or a 7 maybe in my book just because I don't see myself wanting to see it again. And I did not enjoy it. I just, yeah, I... Give me some murder. 
<laughs> Give me something that dies or something that's uh, a little more supernatural. So, like, I watched The Craft the other night. Okay. So, that I loved. Yeah, okay. I loved The Craft. But this obviously is Disney. That's not The Craft. <laughs> Two completely different kind of right. movies. Right. So, for, but I'm saying is if I had a choice to watch The Craft over and over again for all of eternity or watch Hocus Pocus for all of eternity, uh, I would... I would say give me the craft. That That's fair. Yeah. See, I, I think this is a 9.5. Um, 30 years later, I think it still has the rewatchability that it always has. And even if somebody goes in for a first-time viewing, the movie still stands up today. Yeah. It, it has aged very gracefully. Yeah. Now... When we talk about the sequel, I don't think that one's going to age quite as gracefully as this one did. Do you think that with the sequel of Christmas Story coming out, which is holiday-related and old as fuck, that the Hocus Pocus 2 was like, okay, this is holiday-related, it's old as shit, let's bring out a second one? I think they were very much riding on each other's coattails. Yeah, okay. To be able Cash to do grab. Oh, it's a it's a name, as you said, that people have held on to. Well, like I said, Hocus Pocus 2 has been in the works since the early 2000s. What did it make? I just put my laptop away. but I have no clue yeah. because it didn't come to theaters. Oh, that's right. It was straight to fucking Plus, streaming. So yeah. we don't know, Dick. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to look those numbers but that's up. Just, yeah, it also probably wasn't worth coming to fucking any <coughs> kind of film. Like I said, it was a, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. If you don't like the first one, you're not going to like the second one. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, but it's an enjoyable movie. And, like, if you have kids, take them to the theater. Give them a chance to see this on the big screen. That's the way it should be seen for the first fucking time. It's a good family film. Take your family to see this. Take yeah. your grandma to see this. Take yeah. a If you... No matter you could you take a chick on a date to see this movie and it's gonna be you know you're gonna tolerate as a dude you're gonna sit through and be like okay this is funny that or whatever uh, but again she's gonna love it right it's a good date film if you if you're babysitting kids and it's Halloween time or whatever you put this on and it's like ooh Halloween witches and it's fun and there's a cat in it that talks I mean it, it hits all the bases of all the fun shit that anybody and their fucking mother can watch and enjoy this film. Yeah, and um, ironically, when you were talking, in the intro, I mentioned something about uh, Carlos Corral, who is a buddy of mine from Queen of Peace. Yeah. <laughs> we went to go see this. The scene in which Allison and Max are downstairs with the salt, and they hear the noise upstairs, and they go, try to find Danny. And he pulls the sheet off the bed, and it's Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm -hmm. All I see out of my peripheral, if this fucker had been a cat, he would have been on the ceiling of the fucking theater. I've never seen anybody jump so fucking Just from high. her being in the bed? Just from her, like, leaning forward oh. and going, bah! <laughs> That's he funny jumped shit. so far, <laughs> and I hear my mom and dad behind us laughing, laughing their asses off. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, did you just jump in a Disney film? Yeah. Jump scare. I just, I just wanted to bring that up because I mentioned to it earlier. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I said, this is it's a fun movie. There, yeah. I can't find any 
I, I can't find any faults with it. I Dude, can't. If I was a teenage boy, if and I could some... pick this movie apart, I would. I yeah. can't. That's like, okay. All the actors are fucking like seasoned. Even Bette Midler, who, like I said, this was early in her acting career, um, did a phenomenal fucking job. I can't. She's got range. Oh, fuck yeah. She got to flex a lot of her muscles in this. Oh, yeah. You know, her. like I said, she was super theatrical over the top. They needed a big, robust, busty, older sister to kind of lead the pack who, you know, could be a dick to all of them, and then they could be a dick to her, too, and she could kind of take it, except for being called ugly. You know, the... <laughs> The it's so mean. Yeah, the bullies were your good, you know, stereotypical kind of like Disney bullies. Kind of reminded me of grown up versions of the ones from the Little Rascals. Oh my God, it was. If you look at them, Ice looks like Wimey or whatever, and then the one wearing the leather jacket looks like um, the other one. It's like the same kids but grown up. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> I love those characters. By the way, yeah. I'm going up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. They 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 were good too, right? They they did their characters and, well. And once again, the, you my they're supposed to be 16 years old in this movie. Okay, yeah. they're out at three o'clock in the morning on a school night. Steal candy. <laughs> There's no candy to steal. It's they, three o'clock they, in the fucking morning. No way, morning. man. <laughs> when you're a bully, your hours are from. Alive to alive, from alive to death, your bully hours are nonstop. So, like, yeah, do I recommend the movie? Yes. I I love this movie with all my fucking heart. <laughs> it's one of the f- Disney movies that I still watch at least three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> at least three times a year. Um, mostly those are all in October, but... It's just a fun movie. That's yeah. all I can fucking say. Absolutely. <laughs> and it I know fun. it's a little bit of a different movie than we're used to covering. It. I wouldn't say watch this with a double feature of fear and like leaving Las Vegas per se. <laughs> I don't recommend that. But like, it's, it's a kind of. <laughs> No, no, no. Kind of what I said Watch on, this and then watch The Craft. Kind of what it, I said, like, with Trick or Treat. This is a great movie to put on in the background at a Halloween party. It's a great movie to have on in the background. Because it will appease everybody. Well, For okay. the most part. For the most part. It, maybe if you're playing board games, but if you're playing drinking games, I wouldn't have this on in the background. I'd have Trick or Treat on in the background. If I was playing beer pong... Trick or treat would be in the background, not hocus pocus. If I was playing board games with like my wife and we were at another couple's house or something, this would, you know, it's a little more Mormony, right? But if I was with a bunch of bros or a bunch of dudes and we're playing beer pong, getting wasted in the garage, you know, playing punk rock music or some shit in the background or hardcore, and and then we're gonna have horror films on. We're not gonna have hocus pocus, Hellraiser, you know, something, something tasty. I get that. This is but a, I think it's a good film for a rotation on a Halloween party. Just kind of like when you're like if you're coming up with music for a Halloween party, you have to throw the monster mash in there. Okay, so this is the monster mash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or uh what the fuck? Um I know you watched it last year, the theme song for the original blob. 
That song is so ridiculous, but there's never been a Halloween party I've ever went to where I did not hear that song playing on the goddamn radio. Okay. The beware of the blob that creeps and leaps and slides and glides right through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Blob is great, too, by the way. If you guys haven't seen it and oh, you're, yeah. like, afraid to or whatever or you just think it's going to suck, Watch it's the awful, original Steve McQueen yeah. and then watch the the 80s remake. Completely different I think I've seen movie. both. It is gory as fuck. Yeah, it's like a big pink blob, right? Isn't well, that one? They're, yeah. They're but in the black... I thought the first one was in black blobs. and white. I mm-hmm. thought I watched the black and white one. No. Yeah. It was uh, shot in Technicolor. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> All those movies start to blur together when you start just cranking them out back to back, dude. It's hard to remember. I Trust me. There's there's a reason why I say I forgot more movies than most people have seen. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> True that. Um, are you looking forward to discussing Hocus Pocus 2 in a couple episodes? Uh, so we are going to watch it? Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking that we're still going to do it in November. Next episode's going to be Halloween, too, and that's going to drop on Halloween. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you yourself already said it's not that great, why do... I didn't say it's not that great. I said it's a good movie. I don't think it'll hold up 30 years later like this Mm. one will. Well, what if we just followed tradition and did Hocus Pocus 2 next year? (laughs) And then this year we did something else uh, in place of... I'll figure something out. <laughs> Just because we don't do we don't do back to backs traditionally, right? We didn't do Halloween one and two. We didn't do yeah. We did Halloween. We did Halloween. We did the those that was because remember Halloween two doesn't involve the 2018 oh, timeline, right? No, you're right. We did. No, nope, that's true. We did four back to back. Yeah. Just like okay. <coughs> All right, well, I mean, why not? There's only two of them. We'll crank them out and get them done with. <laughs> like I said, next episode is going to be 1981's Halloween 2. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't wait for that conversation because that movie is just so much fun. It, it's been probably fucked. It's been about a year since I watched it. Watched it at the shop the other mm-hmm. night, and I forgot how much I love that fucking movie. Give me some Loomis. <laughs> I want Loomis going crazy. I want fucking Michael Myers. Uh, he's, in my opinion, yeah, I can't wait. I, I don't want to talk about the movie before we start walking, yeah. talking about it, but I'm I'm pumped. And maybe we can get Roxy on that one. I doubt it, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. If not, um, I know Chris is kind of into, but he's got his own thing going on, man. He's cranking his podcast out like a motherfucker. I saw that. Like, he's yeah, doing dude. Instagram posts, fucking Facebook posts like a motherfucker. Yeah, and then, you know, I... I'm there to help with them. Um, so, but yeah, dude, uh, these are the classics. We definitely got to get some more voices in here. We'll see. But every, you know, everybody's busy with school trying to finish up and yeah, this and another thing. Life is crazy. Not everybody has time to just step away and spend a couple hours doing a podcast. This is very true. Yeah. This is very true. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, we got another one done. Uh, Hocus Pocus, y'all. Uh, scope it out. Uh, if you haven't already seen it, but thank you again for listening. Um, scope us out if you get a chance. Uh, if you think that this is something that your friends or family might like or whatever, they they got dark senses of humors or they like stuff about movies, we're doing a little bit better at giving some more information about the movies. 
Uh, still got the tangents, but hopefully it's got some goodies in there that'll teach you stuff about this stuff. Um, go watch a movie that makes you laugh. Maybe if you're not feeling so great, something uh, that's going to make you scared. Something spooky. It's the holiday season. Fuck it. I'm just going to keep promoting the horror films. Dude, you guys got to watch the horror films. Just crank them out. They're good. Enjoy them. Feel scared. Watch them with somebody you love and be like, oh, shit, this is scary. Hold me. Hold me. <laughs> uh, but again, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Um, scope out. If you get a chance, unknown cod past. It's on whatever. Um, we talk about shit that I don't know about. I love you all. Later. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, like Seth said, go out, watch some horror movies. Halloween time is the perfect time to dip your toes in the horror well. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's on all the streaming shit right yeah, now. The like, ones that you can't find yeah. when you're like, fuck, I want to watch this. See it now. And But once you wet your wetting your appetite a little bit horror is great year fucking round <laughs> yeah once you yeah you get your first horror murder knife stabbed into some horror <laughs> films you're gonna keep stabbing is what he's saying so definitely <laughs> check out watch some old classics discover something new that you might not have seen before like the changeling the trailer that i showed seth earlier and still challenge you to try to find that yeah and the worm and worms or snakes snakes slither slither, slither. Yeah, close. um <clears throat> but you can email us at moviepitpodcast at gmail.com we are on instagram at moviepitpodcast so you can direct message us there follow us share the more people out there that we can reach the better and you guys like I say it every fucking podcast you guys astound me you don't know how much it means to me and Seth we love you very much and as always till next time kiddies thank you for listening to this the movie pit movie review we hope you have enjoyed your time to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.